drinking, so... Yep. Um, I mean, Maybe I'm... I should go get a beer. Can I go get a beer? Sure, I'll get a beer. <laughs> okay. How was, uh, without being a spoiler person, how was Avengers Endgame? Oh, I liked it. Uh, it's... I think I'd have to see it again, because a lot happens. It's three hours long. Yes, um, and right now it kind of sits at my third favorite Avengers movie. What are the first two? The first Avengers, and I liked Infinity War better. Partly, probably because this is going to be so spoiler-free. So if you're listening to this right now and you're worried, all you're going to get is my take from it, not anything about the plot of the movie, uh, faithful listeners. So I think there was so much writing on this movie... And I had a lot of expectations for it. And mm-hmm. I found with those type of movies, I have to see them twice before I really, like, yes. get an opinion. I think we've talked about that before. And I really felt that with this. There were moments where I was crying. There was moments where I was cheering. There was moments where I was doing this. It was great. Um, but I think I need to see it again now that I know exactly what to expect. So I can, like, kind of be like, okay, did I really enjoy this? Because the same thing I had with Thor Ragnarok, where I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. And the more I saw it, the more I liked it. Mm. That's kind of a lot, some things with <clears throat> any Marvel movie that I don't necessarily like immediately. Um, are you are you going to see it? I can't remember, like, how... You don't watch all these movies, but... Yeah, I've seen um, Iron Man 1 and 2, and I've seen Black Panther. So... Yeah, don't... Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that being said... I have seen a few videos, much like the Game of Thrones summarized in 15 minutes. I've seen a few videos floating around. They're like, here's what you need to know going right. into a, to Avengers Endgame. And I'm like, no. But I think, well, first off, you need to see Infinity War before you see this because it's a direct continuation of that. Mm. And then the other thing is, I think these movies kind of work similar to Game of Thrones where, yeah, maybe you could kind of understand what's going on and be, I, I think it's a little I hate to use this word, but dumber than Game of Thrones. But it is a lot about characters mm-hmm. and a lot about events. So you're going to... And this one especially, it pays off. There are payoffs to things that happen in, like, Iron Man 2 and, like, stuff like that. Seen that, that like, one, so yes! <laughs> right. So there's stuff that they're going to reference in that. And especially if you see it in Alamo. Alamo, the whole... Their whole reading up to it was previously in the Marvel Universe. They're like, okay, Iron Man 1. Here's what you need to know. Iron Man 2. And it did every movie. Yeah. But... I don't know that you're going to get a whole... I mean, there's cool parts, but there's a whole lot of stuff that, like, I think you're going to like better if you're... I don't think you have to have seen every single one of them, but if you're a little more familiar with it, then... That's good, because that's 19 movies I would have to see, so... I I, I do want to see Captain Marvel as well, so... Yeah, but Captain Marvel, I think, is going to play out on its own. Yeah. Um... But I dug it. I, I It's funny because I wrote somewhere, I think I wrote on Twitter and, and Facebook, I liked it. And I had some people being like, you didn't love it? And I'm like, well, like, I liked it a lot. And they're like, wah! I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I liked it a lot. I liked it better than most movies. Yeah. I just, I just, I thought the one, the Avengers one, the one that led up to it, I liked that one better. Okay. The one where everyone dies at the end. Um, but yeah. Oh, are we now talking uh, about Game of Thrones tonight? Because that's what I feel like is going to happen tonight on Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a, if you're a nerd, this is the weekend of crying. That, that's what I've heard. That it's like nerds were not ready for this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. I have stopped trying to watch Game of Thrones at the correct time, and now it's just <laughs> I just wait an hour 
because every time I try and watch it, it's like, did we do? I did this with Tara, but did we did we do this right? It's like, hello, John. Spin, spin, spin. No, no it's oh. been spin, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, ah! and Tara's like, I'm okay with this, and I'm like, I can't. Oh no, stand I, I can't this. do that. So we end up like watching, like, what do you want to watch? And we watch whatever trash TV we're watching at the moment for an hour and then we watch game of thrones so now i'm just like well and it's funny because that means y'all y'all are now watching game of thrones when i watch it which is 9 p.m and um right because well no because the time doesn't change it's we're watching it and so you finish it and we start watching so right we're watching it at 9 p.m so it's 10 p.m your time but i watched it at 9 p.m so i'm saying it's the same right. time to you as it is to me. So, like, yes, you, yes. you are thought... you are also, like, going. Like, I would love to watch it at 8 p.m. Because yes. I am now, after the last two episodes, and too wound up at the end of the last episodes <laughs> to go to sleep. And thus. I'm now imagine a large, like, person holding you and being like, Laurel. Like, <laughs> Patty. Like, a baby. Like, yes. Like, like, I pondered, you know, halfway through this episode taking a Z-Quill, and then, so that then when the episode ends, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be at a friend's house, so the episode ends, I jump in my car and drive home, and, and then, like, okay, bedtime. So, speaking speaking of in-game and, and you, there's a part in game that's not really plot central, but it's kind of an emotional part, where a phone rings, and a character who's, I didn't realize her name was Laura, pops up. And it's played by Linda Cardellini. Yes. So in a small bubble, mm-hmm. like looked like you, and I was, and I literally like next to Tara went Laurel. Like, I, just, <laughs> I was like, what is? Why is? Why is Laurel calling the <laughs> Avengers? <laughs> this has all been a smokescreen that I am not an Avengers fan. I just want people bugging me for spoilers. <laughs> if you were a superhero, what would your power be, Laurel? Teleportation. Why is that? You just want to get out of there. Um, so think about all of the problems teleportation would solve. Crime, mm-hmm. like violent crime, you just teleport away. No one attacks you. Carbon footprint, we would all have zero carbon footprints because you wouldn't need planes, you wouldn't need cars, you wouldn't need all these things we used to get around that are polluting the environment. I liked how I asked you You won't get kidnapped. I asked you what your superpower would be, and your first example was you running from crime. <laughs> well, I, just, I just think about all of the problems it would solve. Also, like, I right. could just go anywhere in the world all the time. <laughs> Well, now push my nerd glasses all the way up into my skull. But if you notice Nightcrawler, uh, if you've seen X-Men 2, Mm -hmm. you'll say Nightcrawler doesn't want, does he doesn't teleport anywhere he can't see. Yeah, there would be no limitations. It it would be like apparition in Harry Potter, where you just turn around in a circle. Diagonally. (laughs) That was the flu network, so. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Get your Um, teleportation options in Harry Potter correct. (laughs) Now. Can you teleport just yourself, or could you, like, send, like, would it also take care of mail, where you'd be like, here, this package, boop, and it just ends up in someone's house? Um, no, because I could just teleport to that person's house, drop it off, teleport back. Oh, that seems like that's going to open yourself up for a lot of, like, hey, I just, oh, God, you're naked, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> well, so, as we learned... You disappear, ha- the package stay, it hits the ground, it breaks. Well, as we learned in Harry Potter, you can put devices around your house to keep strangers from operating appar- in. So, like, you would obviously do that. You would have, like, a list of people that were cleared to operate directly into your house. So you just want Harry Potter rules is what I'm getting. I think Harry Potter has laid some really good ground rules for teleportation that I would borrow from. Mm, okay. Yeah, what, what would I, you- I think I'm gonna... I think I adhere to the Nightcrawler one where he just... You can just teleport... I like I like superhero rules where there's more constraints because it makes them feel 
as ridiculous as they are, I like when they feel a little real yes, or it's not that's like. Fair. That's why I don't like Superman because his powers are like anything. Yeah. And I like Batman because it's like I can build a gadget. What uh, what would your superpower be? Uh, I like Wolverine's can't get hurt thing, which I think says a lot about me as a person, oh. probably emotionally and physically. Doesn't that also mean that you're immortal? Yes. See, I feel like immortality would be really sad. I'm cool with it. Because everyone around you would always be dying. I don't think he's immortal because, spoiler, he dies in Logan. Oh, I haven't seen Logan, so. Uh, well, that's the whole thing is it's the last Wolverine mm. story. Wait, but what it are takes you, a. What are you drinking? Uh, She's Shiner Ruby. Ruby. <gasps> I'm so jealous. We haven't. We <laughs> Did haven't. I get it up there? Wait, oh, we do. Um, I think Tara once bought me a case of it when she found it at a store and was like, "I'm gonna buy this." Yes. Way back she when. Just, she bought. Yeah, we both got. Yeah. She came. I came home and like, are we having a party? I don't know about. <laughs> um. So we do get it up here. I have not seen it up here yet, though. So. Mm. Um. Yeah. So. And I think it's normally bottles. I like the canned versions. Real. I've never had it in a can. I've only ever had bottles. I'm just a big canned beer fan. Well, I'm a bottle person. Uh, I can drink faster out of a bottle. Like, if I want to chug, I can chug out of a can. I take that back. Opposite. I can drink faster out of a, of a, a can. I always do, like, if I want to drink, like, like, a big, huge gulp out of a beer bottle. I don't know if I just learned how to drink out of a bottle weird or what, but it's like, bleh, bleh, and, like, the, I don't know. It's, it's. Like if I you know you'll know if you ever see me drinking out of a plastic bottle because it's like crush as it's just forced into my mouth. Oh. But like I can't do that with a glass yeah. bottle. Okay. I don't know. I just I've always been a fan of cans. If I could if I could put my homebrew in a can, I'd be so excited. Um, at our first live show, whenever that happens, you're gonna you're going to get you to chug a beer out of a beer bottle just so everybody can see what happens. And when I say everybody, I, I mean um Tara and a smattering of my family that comes. <laughs> Gary, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like the. <laughs> oh, sorry. Cut. The last name family reunion, a.k.a. <laughs> the first live show. <laughs> and Tara. <laughs> yep. But uh, speaking of shows, we should get on with this one. Yes. Uh, hello, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together sometimes, and we talk about a lot. We, we bring you a quick Game of Thrones update, followed by typically... A uh, podcast about Frasier. Laurel here is the resident Frasier expert. I am relatively new. I am in my, I guess, my junior year of Frasierology with 11 years going. I guess that I'm trying to get my PhD. Is that, is that what's happening here? What's funny is since I haven't seen the last season, it's like I got real close to my PhD but didn't quite defend my dissertation. <laughs> so I guess you're an adjunct professor? That's what I am, sort? yes. There we go. Not tenured <laughs> yet. <laughs> But uh, today we are we are getting close. I am we are in finals week of uh, our ju- my junior year. Yes, that's uh, a really good analogy. Thank you. And uh, today we're going to be talking about two episodes. Uh, the first one is episode twenty-two of season three. It's called Frasier Loves Roz. I am also remembering. It's been a few days since I watched Same. these, so I am kind of remembering what happens here. Uh, do you have a Netflix? I do. Synopsis? Roz's biological clock is ticking, and she fears she'll never what? have children. Frasier advises her to start dating men who can offer her more than sex. Right off the bat, this summary is incorrect. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, it's, it's, I mean, that's an extrapolation of the problem. Because her big thing is, I'm always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yes, and, no and that like, about, I want kids. the last girl that she thought, the girl that she thought would never get married before her is getting married and Roz is a bridesmaid at her wedding. Yeah. yeah it, I don't think there's any mention. I mean, maybe she says at some point, like, and I'd like to have kids someday, but like. 
that is patently wrong. <laughs> some man wrote this. Yeah, probably some man who thinks that, you know, everyone was just a baby maker. Craniacs, just... write, to, write to Netflix immediately and let them know how upset you are about this. I'm, like, legitimately kind of <laughs> mad. I, I know, this. I can tell. <laughs> I'm like, why? What? Because it's not. Like, I mean, I guess it is 96, so this is kind of, you know, family equals kids yes. at this point. And to some depending on where you are today it's still the issue but yeah so the whole thing is she's just upset because she's never she hasn't found a guy she hasn't found someone to settle down with yeah not so i I guess like i said you could draw that timeline out and it maybe means but Roz's biological clock is ticking yeah i'm I'm gonna find out who writes these i want to know this makes me upset (laughs) yeah Um, so and and i guess here here's my question is Hang on, it's, we may have to cut this silence out because I'm trying to formulate it. I just had it in my head and now it's okay. gone. Are you sure advises her to start dating men who can offer her more than sex? Okay, I don't that know. That part's true. If the thought comes back to me, I'll... It's something that I had about the specific... Like That part's true. She, she is trying to find someone more meaningful and someone who's yes. more of a long-term person. Oh, I guess... So my question is, does she act, is she actually like, I want to get married? Or is she like, hey, it would just be nice to have an actual serious relationship? I do think, again, going back, that those two things are kind of uh, conflated, is that the word? Yeah. In, in this period, of, especially of, of, of network television, is if you're falling in love, the next step is marriage. Yes. Um, but I, I don't think she really... It's it's It seems more like the, the weddings are leading her to realize that she doesn't really have a long-term meaningful relationship. But uh, when, when it also says about her biological clock ticking, it's making me think of... Uh, you seen My Cousin Vinny? Yes, tick. Where she's tick, like, my biological tick. clock, and she stamps yes. her foot. That, that's actually... Not to mention... That is the main scene I think of when I think of my cousin, Benny. Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Tara's screaming at her at her thing right now. I I just love every part of it. I, I like the part where the guy... He keeps going to the guy. The guy gyps her out of money. I don't know if we're supposed to say gyp. The guy... Uh, Wait, you can't say gypped? I think because it's from gypsy. Oh. I... So I don't think you're supposed to say it. Oh. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, you know, I try to be as much of a social justice crusader as possible. Yes, that's always my first li- thought of you. <laughs> Ryan Jenkins, um, social justice crusader. <laughs> that's my superpower. Um, but uh, he, he, the guy tries to swindle her out of a pool game, and he comes in, and he's like, tries to give him the money, and he's like, I got you. He keeps getting the money. He goes, I got your money right here. He goes, fan it out for me. He's like, it's all there. He goes, how do I know it's not a 20 wrapped around a bunch of ones? And he like looks around, he's like, and then the lady's like, I got your money, and he just punches the guy because he's so upset. Do you remember that part at all? I, I haven't seen it. I, I, I haven't seen this movie in probably 20 years, so. Oh, we watch it well, you, thrice yearly. You know what? Gym, when I move to Austin, absolutely. we'll have a movie night where we'll watch it. Mm. And we'll make you Tara's new manicotti. Yes, oh my gosh. I've been seeing that on the Instagrams and have been like. It's real good. Like, it's it, really it's easy. Also, I feel like I can almost smell it through Instagram. Like, the pictures are they're so vivid. Um, mm, it's real good, and it makes a lot. And we're, we're, our next our next try is lasagna, so. Um, I'll, send, I'll send you this. I'll, heck, I'll put the, the sauce recipe up on uh, the Facebook page, because I've been trying to look for – I've been trying to get Tara's uh, Italian uh, aunt to give us her sauce re- – her gravy recipe, and she's just like – I don't. I can't give it to you. I don't know it. I have. Yeah. To, it's in my head. And so finally, we went to this Italian cooking class for her birthday this year, and they were like, 
It's like you pour tomatoes in a pot, you put some salt and pepper in a stick of butter, and then you cut an onion in half and put it in there, and then you let it simmer for two hours. Done. And I was like, that's it? And it's real good. <laughs> anyway. Oh, now I'm really hungry. Yeah, you also um, got really off topic, so. <laughs> uh, um, but, but, so but you're, you're a perpetual spinster. Okay. <laughs> Rude. But I, I did have, I, I don't know, I, and again, we might cut this part out, but I did have friends, um, and this is not also to prop myself up on a pedestal and be like, look how I know I'm responsible for my own happiness, but like, I had friends who were like, like, for example, for my 30th birthday, I went to Greece with two girlfriends, and mm-hmm. a few of my friends were like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to go to Greece. Maybe I'll go on, like, my honeymoon. And they were not even dating somebody. Yeah, And yeah, I was yeah. like, or you could go to Greece n- now? Like, yeah. you Like, why, why are you, like, what? And they were just like, well, I feel like I need, like a partner in life to share those things with. And I'm like, yeah, I just went to Amsterdam by myself because Well, you don't even have to do it by yourself. It doesn't have to be a partner. It's like, it's not like I can't go to Greece unless it's with someone I plan on living with for 60 years. Yeah. Like I went to Ireland with a buddy of mine and we had a great time, but like, I don't like traveling by myself, but I don't, you know, I mean, now it's, I'm also the guy who now goes everywhere with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, You're, commentary doesn't mean a whole lot right now ryan i know but you know what i mean like i don't think you if you need to be with someone it doesn't have to like there are plenty of things you can do that don't have to be with like the person you want to be with for the rest of your life doesn't have to be with like a partner it can be a temporary partner heck go i I think more people should like i i had a woman i was dating kind of dating but it was a friend of my cousin's that we'd met at his wedding and like she came up to visit me when i was in champagne and we went to chicago and we just spent the whole weekend in chicago had a great weekend i think more people should do that with like like not as important romantic yeah i mean partners do you remember that episode of master or none when like for his first date he takes a girl to nashville for like the weekend yes yeah yeah and he takes her to nashville for the weekend and it's like you also learn a lot about people by traveling with them yeah, and I think, like, if you set things... I mean, you got to be really open, but guess what? If you want to be in a marriage, you should be very open and communicative with someone anyway. So just being like, hey, I know we just met, like, let's establish some ground rules. Let's, like, if things get weird, like, this and this, let's try and figure that out. And also, the other thing about planning a trip to Greece with someone like that is there's usually a lot of time between planning and getting there yes. when you could maybe not see this person again. Yeah. But, like, you know... I don't know. I think more people should do that. Or, you know, just grab a friend and go somewhere. I, I will say, this is a funny story. A friend of mine um, went through a breakup and was, you know, doing the whole online dating thing and went on a few dates with a guy where she was kind of like, you know, I just, like, I really get along with him. We have a good time. I don't really know this is headed towards romance, but, like, I enjoy spending time with him. They realized they both wanted to go to uh, Columbia, to Cartagena. Um, and so they, mm. they planned a trip. Like, in like a month like we're gonna go to Cartagena they like booked flights they had hotels and everything it was like you know like fairly platonic they were both kind of on the same page they were both like still kind of dating other people or whatever 10 days before the trip he texts her and is like hey bad news I ended up getting back together with my ex and (laughs) so obviously can't go to Cartagena um, I'm sending you an email with some details about how we can cancel things. 
And he was like... That's my nightmare, but... Well, the email was, like, very long, and it was... Because we all read it, and, and it was like, um, I, I, I 100% <laughs> think you should still go to Cartagena, and all these different things, like, if you decide to not stay at this hotel, you need to tell me by this date so I can cancel it and get my points back. And I was like, BT Dubs, you're not telling him anything. If he loses his points, he loses his points. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, she had to... Something she canceled, she got money back, and she was sending it to him via Venmo. And she just put in the in the subject line or on Venmo, bad news. <laughs> and and she was like, obvious. And then what did he do? He like immediately like deleted somehow. He did something can to we, where she was like, can we keep this all in the podcast? Oh, oh of like, course, of course. She okay, would good. Love I'm, like, a, I'm like, this is good content. A, she doesn't <laughs> listen, but B, she would also love that this story is out there. Yeah. Oh, it was just. It was. Like, the email was so long that I was like, here's what you need to do is reply TLDR, like, have a nice life. Oh, no, no, no. You just reply with, okay. <laughs> like, they're like, and then that throw, because he's like, did, did she read the whole thing? What, is she going to, ah! Um, oh, what do you do in a situation like that? Like, I mean, she, she can't, I mean, she canceled all of her. She was like, she's like, I would still go, but like, Cartagena is not a place, she's a rather petite, um, woman and she was like I, it's not a place mm-hmm. I really feel like I should just go like by myself um and she looked into like moving like just changing destinations and stuff I think she just ended up canceling it all together but um but yeah but it was one of those things where, like she I remember her being like so I'm going to Cartagena in a month with a guy I just met but I think it'll be fine <laughs> and we were all like great like yeah but we also said leave find my iPhone on so we can find you <laughs> yeah um Oof. Wait, there was, um, there was. Wait, I had another story about. Hang on. Oh, it's more about guys mm-hmm. who send long emails after breakups. Um, I, I ended up on this thread on Twitter, not on it myself, but reading it, where this woman was like, a friend of mine had what she thought was an amicable breakup with a guy, due to the fact that one of them was moving two thousand miles away. A month later, she got a twelve hundred word email from him detailing why he would have broken up with her anyway. And, a month later. And then it turned all the replies were all these people talking about guys sending them like screeds after they had broken up of like why they were a terrible person and all, all these guys like trying to win the breakup. Yeah, no, I, I, I that's that's horrible behavior, but I don't want to say I've participated with that, but I can very distinctly remember in my girlfriend from high school like we broke up the summer before college. I, like, kind of started dating someone else at the same time, like, me and my ex-girlfriend would, like, hang out because she really, I think, wanted to be friends. I I don't know exactly what happened. And then there was, like, it got back to her. So I was like, oh, she wants to get back together. Mm. This is, like, going to lunch. These are dates. Because it was high school. So, like, going to the Chinese restaurant in town had been our date. Yeah. So I thought we were – there's not much to do when you're 18 – and then, uh, so I broke up with the other girl and said, I still have feelings for this person, and I think we're going to get back together. That got back to my ex-girlfriend, <sighs> and she was like, no. And I was like, okay, bye. And I hung up, and then I, like, was like, no! And I called back and was like, rah, rah, just, like, screamed at her. And in her defense, she was like, okay, okay. And I was like, so f- you, click. <laughs> and was like, then later I was like, I probably shouldn't have done that. But, like, if you have the... Like, look, I do not defend crappy men in these situations, but just more of a, like, understanding why the 
uh, why the lion does, you know, like it's more like a looking at it like a a nature documentary. Like I'm not trying to relate to yes. the animal I'm watching, but I'm explaining why they do it. I think it's like they obviously didn't get over it, and then one day it's like a little little too much yeah. drinky, a little uh, a couple friends being like, "You don't need her, man," and he's like, "I've got enough courage to write a." 1200 pay, uh, 1200 word document yeah well i also think everybody writes that email after a breakup 90 percent people don't send it you write it you leave it in your drafts and you yeah like... i think that's what i think that's what smart people do i think that's what people who are more adjusted like you and i <laughs> do. like i've deleted so many emails like at work that are like i'm gonna take out the two person and just write what i th- what i'm angry about and then have it and then delete it yeah. or like facebook posts I'm still pretty bad with Facebook or Twitter, but, like, I have deleted more stuff I want to post to people than I've probably posted in a while. I mean, I post a lot. You post a lot, so now I'm wondering how much you delete. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, back to this TV show. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up. No, like, because I think there's a lot to talk about this subject of just dating and stuff, and I find it super interesting. But what happens in the actual <laughs> episode is Frazier convinces Ross to find someone and... and, and settle down pretty much you know yeah, find someone more meaningful. someone of substance someone don't go for the hot guy that you're instantly super attracted to like right. find somebody of substance who's serious who could appreciate her etc and then the next thing you know she has found that guy unfortunately it's a patient of niles's niles's, niles's yeah. who is kind of a womanizer and niles is you know telling telling fraser all the behavior he this this patient uh, portrays when he's trying to uh, woo someone, and Fraser sees him use all this behavior on Roz, and Fraser wants to say something but he can't because of patient confidentiality. He's really torn. He's trying to say this. Roz picks up on it. So does Daphne. They put Roz and Daphne put together that Fraser must be in love with with Roz and is not saying it, which is kind of hilarious to me. This is the best portrayal. I'm going to say something that I think Tara is going to be upset with, but this is the best portrayal of Daphne as what I consider a nosy psychic, which is <laughs> what I find with most TV psychics and people who say things like I'm a little bit psychic is like, what I mean is I think I know everything. And she's like, Oh, he must be in lo-. like, you yes. don't have any insight. Daphne, get out of here. Get out of here. Teresa Caputo, miss. Yeah. Long Island. Yes. Do you know who oh, that Long is? Oh, Long Island Medium. Yes. <laughs> yes. Acting like she knows. Tara is always like she. She does. She knows what she's doing. And I go, Tara. Like she's got a film crew hanging up behind. She's like, I didn't know I was gonna give a reading today. It's like, then why do you have a film crew <laughs> hanging out with you? You don't know how much footage they have junked because all it is is her like getting Starbucks. So <laughs> all of her is just her getting pork roll at the deli. Well, you know, it's funny though. So I'm gonna change these people's names because I don't know if. Uh, one part of the couple knows that I know this story, but um, so um, I, I my friends Shmami and <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, so my friends Leslie and Doug. Um, I had to really think about people who I have nobody, no nobody who has that name. Uh, my friends Leslie and Doug. Just going on Facebook. They're now married. Um, and but and and they've been fr- they were friends for a long time before they started dating and. Mm-hmm a guy that Leslie dated during that time. I was going to say, is this me and Tara? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, a guy that Leslie had dated during that time, you know, she was introducing him to, like, all of her friends. He hung out in some group things with her friends, including Doug, and that guy was kind of like, 
she noticed that Doug was never really nice to this guy and this guy and, and, uh. and, and Doug was nice to <laughs> Doug's nice to everybody but like he always I mean, Doug's a nice guy we all know Doug Doug's a great right guy and he'd always kind of made some like cutting remarks or like some jokes at that guy's expense and then finally at one point the guy she was dating was like hey I think that Doug guy likes you and she was like no 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 and and she was like this is such this is a romantic comedy you watch this isn't real people this feels no, like it's a- and then they ran to each other in the rain outside of the trevi fountain in rome yeah, so that, that didn't happen but no and it's and i should say it's not like as soon as she stopped seeing this guy she and doug got together it was like years before she and doug got together but still he was like i think that doug guy likes you and she was kind of like Psh, that shows how little you know him and our friend group because no so i could see like Roz being like, Frasier really doesn't like that I'm dating this guy. It's like, oh my gosh, it's because Frasier likes you. Sometimes it's true. Um, how do you how do you like how this all resolved? I really liked that we took the Frasier and Roz relationship, which honestly has been fairly stagnant as we've seen mm-hmm. it. We took it like a level further that they how much they really care about each other beyond the job yeah in a good way yes. yeah, yeah 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 like I, I was like please don't kiss please don't kiss yeah please don't kiss what's funny and, and they look like they're about to and they're like no and they're both they both come to that same realization yeah. but uh, then they take a step up and they, she goes how's it end he's like she's like uh he says maybe you'll find a man someday who when you say I love you. He says it back, and she goes, "Well, let's find out." Fraser, I love you. Yeah. He's like, "I love you too, Ross." Like, and I, and it was really, really nice. Yeah, I really liked it. Also, I it's one of those things where I remember one small part of the episode and didn't know what it was from. The part where Fraser's brushing her hair, and then as she starts to be like, "And when Daphne told me you had feelings for me," and Fraser just like starts like slamming the brush against her head. And is but but he doesn't want to say no. He wants her to feel okay, yeah. so he's like, "Yes, you've caught me." Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was like, oh, I remember what that, I just didn't remember, like, what it was from. So, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I was, I, I really, I liked that episode a lot. Um, what would you, what would you give this episode? So I, I, my first thought, uh, is to give it, uh, a six, because I liked it and it had a good, I, I liked the ending a lot. Um, I think that elevated the fact that it wasn't particularly funny. Mm-hmm. wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but I, you're right. Thinking about that ending again, I liked it. So I'd give it six. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. What is what? It, six Sunshines? Is that what he yes, calls it? Yes, he calls them Sunshines. Six Sunshines. But I think I'm actually going to give it seven because I very much enjoyed this conversation we've had about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, give, I'm elevated it one more because of our dating talk. <laughs> I, uh, I also wrote down some uh, – I, I actually took notes – on this one, it's been a mm. while, um, and I wrote down some zingers, some LOLs. Oh yeah, um, hit me with them. Then we'll hear your rating. I don't know who said this. When you know the answer is hard not to hit the buzzer. I don't know. I did, it I sounds didn't like a Niles. Like Something was Crane Boys Kryptonite. Maybe I shouldn't have gone, gone through these because now I don't remember what a lot of these were. <laughs> cut this out. Cut this out. Uh, oh, oh. Well, I don't know if we want. I don't know if we want to talk more about this, but how do you warn a friend about someone they're dating when you like? Maybe not necessarily to the extent of Niles, no, where you no, no, know, no. I, like, something actually psychologically wrong with him, but when you're just like, this is bad news. I mean, something you got to think about, if it's, uh, you know, if it's something like abuse or something like that, that's a different yeah. story. But if it's just, when you talk to someone like this, like, you got to weigh, like, what if you're wrong? And what if, I I, I don't want to defer people from, from, from saying this to their friends, but, like, 
Laurel, I don't think I don't like this guy, and I don't think you should be with him. Oh well, here's here. Okay, here's our, our save the date. You know, <laughs> it's like, uh, and I also don't hate those people who are like, I knew they weren't good enough oh. for you. And I'm like, well, where the f were you? Like, I've had that where it's someone's like, oh, I knew they weren't good for you, and I'm like, well, thanks for nothing. I've literally either personally or tangentially through friends seen every single scenario play out where yes a friend has the intervention heart to heart and then the the friend let's say you know jane and sarah had that and then sarah Lindsay and doug and then <laughs> and then sarah <laughs> cuts jane out of her life because it's yeah, like i've seen that yeah I, like i've seen that happen i've seen um I personally have not said anything and then watch somebody get married to somebody and have three children and still be like, you are not happy. And then should I have said something 15 years ago? Um, but there's also something to say about someone who there's, there's, unha there's, there's not as happy and there's unhappy. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, cause sometimes you're in a different place than your person who has decided I'm going to settle down and like because I, i've been the guy who's like you don't want to be with her she's no fun we party and then it's like <laughs> you know what i mean and there's also stuff where it's like this this person's made a decision to, to be with them and they've decided to make sacrifices yes I, I have a friend and one of those sacrifices is me <laughs> <laughs> well i have a friend who has gone into the relationship he's in with her eyes open she a mm -hmm. hundred she sees her part it's not that we all see a different side of him and she's blind to it she sees everything and has accepted it so it's like nothing we tell her is news and she's she has chosen it so it's like okay okay yeah um one thing that i've realized in and i sound like i've been in this situation a lot blessedly i haven't but one thing i've realized is like people have to come to their own conclusions they have to make the decision for themselves to end the relationship or get out of it i mm -hmm. one of my good friends here knew she was in a bad relationship talked to us all about it a whole lot didn't know what to do and i just stopped at some point and was like i have no i there are nothing new to say yeah i have nothing new to well, say and i've done that with things not related to this but yeah there's people who are just like i'm in this situation and right now i i'm doing this thing where i talk to i talk to laurel and that's how i release a little bit of the pressure yeah and it's like your boiler is still going to explode and me talking to you is only prolonging yeah. that that issue I, and it's that's why i think that's not all the only reason people cheat, but like, I know I think sometimes people do stuff like that because they're like, I'm too afraid to, I have to do something drastic yes. to make this happen. Yes, I no, I definitely agree. And I can forgive myself for cheating, and I need to get this person out of yes. my life, and that's how I do it. It's like, well, you kind of you know, it's or like they're a coward or whatever. But yeah. like, well, well, this particular friend sucks. where I just was like, I am now at like level neutral. Like, mm -hmm. I will not be super positive. I will not be super negative. Everything will be received with, like, oh, okay. Which is why I did, because I was like, she has to make the decision herself. And, like, four months later, she did and dumped him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm -hmm. there was nothing any of us could have said that would have made her come to this conclusion. She had to come to it herself. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I give this episode. This episode? <laughs> I give this episode. <laughs> uh, I would say I also give it six. I give it six hairbrushes. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go on to the next episode, Laurel, we have two bits of viewer mail. Ooh. Uh, the first one comes from a uh, longtime uh, listener, Gary, Uncle Gary. Uh, and this one's entitled Leap Episode, because I believe this is one we're talking about, uh, where Fraser was talking about taking a leap. Yes. 
which I'm about to tell Gary to take a leaf at the end of this email. Uh, anyway. He is related to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, loved the leap episode of Frasier, but if you're going to do a podcast about it, you have to include a leap of your own for the listeners. I know Laurel's leap from Dallas to D.C. has been a success, and we are so proud of her. But I bet she had some moments of trepidation driving across country with her stuff in the back of a car. And Ryan, your wife took quite a leap when she said yes to you, smiley emoticon. Let's hear about it. Uh, <gasps> Amazing, <laughs> Gary. Slow claps so, for that. <laughs> I got a leap you can take, Gary. Uh, happy one-year anniversary, Craniacs, for year two. Ryan has to watch the next Oscars because we love hearing Laurel's take on the Oscars and she needs someone to banter with, yeah. which leads me to believe that maybe Uncle Gary isn't listening to all these episodes because if he was, he would know that I need no experience to have an opinion on something. But <laughs> I don't need to watch the Oscars to let you know what I think. Specifics <laughs> about the show, though, you couldn't talk to me about. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, here's an idea. Kind of next year, we have a joint Oscar party. And I, I love the idea of you and all your friends like, oh, my God, I love the Oscars. I'm coming in like, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm like setting up a computer and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, can we get a sound test real quick? Thanks, guys. I also like that you love that. And everyone's I'm... like, your, your, your friend sucks. <laughs> the next one is from uh, Adam. Uh, I don't know if you know Adam. Mm. Oh, friend of mine, mm. uh, friend of mine from SMU. Uh uh, if you know Adam, if you're a friend of Adam's, you'll know he takes a long time to tell a story. And from that, I will now read this very long email. <laughs> hey, y'all. Just heard Ryan shout out to me on episode 38 and wanted to respond via email. Craniacs, because I think he just started listening to it. Craniacs is the first podcast I've ever listened <gasps> to. Welcome, and, Adam. And now, thanks to y'all, I'm becoming well-versed in what is becoming my favorite form of entertainment. It used to be audiobooks, but I've run out of reading material. In addition to Craniacs, I now listen to 80s All Over, thanks to Ryan's recommendation, nice. and the Joe Rogan Experience. Ooh, I don't like the Joe Rogan Experience. But it is the, it's uh, one of the most popular podcasts. It's always recommended to me. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, but you're just, I'm kind of behind. I've, just, I've listened to a lot of podcasts that You just gave it thumbs down. No, Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah. Is what I gave. Oh, down. that's what I'm saying. It's one of the most popular podcasts. Oh, yeah. Joe Rogan. 80s All Over is good. Um I grew up watching Frasier, spelled incorrectly, and while I haven't seen an episode in years, there are moments and jokes from the show that are stuck in my memory, and every once in a while, y'all will bring up one of those remembered bits, and I am washed over with nostalgia. It's a pretty cool experience. Oh, Adam. I know Ryan is holding off on Riverdale because of the relationship Archie has with his teacher, so it may help to know that it is not portrayed in a romantic light, but rather labeled as predatory, and not a single character responds to hearing about it with noise, like in that one episode of South Park. So perhaps Ryan would enjoy the series. Oh, that's good to know. There you go. Uh, so, so I have a question for both of y'all. So you can tell Adam's Texan because he uses y'all up. I love it. So far in this series, if you could change a major plot point, would you and what would it be? For example, J.K. Rowling now wishes she had Harry Potter and Hermione yeah. get together. I think I may put in an episode where Roz and Fraser have a moment, but Amelia real- realized it wouldn't work out. Well, I-, I got great news for you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep on listening, comma, not Gary, Adam. Oh, thanks so much <laughs> for your email, Adam. Gosh, a plot point that I would change. It's so hard because I do think the show is kind of perfect. Yeah, I think they do. A, it's definitely perfect for, like, there's nothing that feels out of place. 
If you could change one thing about the show so far, what do you think you'd change? Like, if it's not necessarily a plot point, but, like, well, that, that, that's TV a, episodes yeah, or that, that's, less bulldog. That's basically what I'm thinking is, like, what would I, like, what in general would I change about the show? I know what I'd change. Roz would still have her old hair. Really going for the stuff that matters here, I can tell. Um, <laughs> it matters to me! <laughs> you know, I might actually have Frasier not, I, mean, I understand this is a carryover from Cheers, but I might have Frasier not have a kid because Frederick is just in this so little. That's a good point. Yeah. That, I think the writers and you agree. <laughs> yeah. Like I would just almost, I mean, that, that, I don't know how they would do that, but I would just have Frasier like not have a kid because, and granted this part of this is 2019 armchair quarterbacking, mm-hmm. but like, it's not a good look for him that he lives so far away from him and doesn't really seem that he's not a bigger part of his life. I totally get why it's the way it is on the show, but it's something that I would just be like, he just might as well not have a kid. And every time they bring him up, all it does is serve to remind you, like, oh, he has a kid? He sure is a deadbeat dad. Yeah, we didn't even... Did we not... Was it this season that we met Frederick for the first time? This Christmas episode with the, with the like, action figure that he wanted? Yes. I don't know if it was this season, but I know what you're talking about. I, I think it was this season. Um, speaking of past Frasier, before we go into the next one, because... In the next episode, uh, let's let's go ahead and introduce it. Sure, I'll, I'll it's season three, episode twenty-three, entitled "The Focus Group," perhaps the most creative title they've ever come up with. <laughs> Frazier is on edge when he learns the station is conducting focus group research to learn what listeners think of his show. What's What's funny is this is the description, of perhaps the first ninety seconds of the show, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what these are. They seem to be. Um, he he meets. There's one person in the focus group who that doesn't like him doesn't like him so he becomes obsessed yes. with trying to figure out why which i think this is the the uh, also the plot of a parks and rec episode is it i think it's somewhat it's because yeah it's the guy yes. who doesn't like her and yes she's, they go bowling yes and then and she's trying and to then he calls her okay. a bitch and ben uh ben punches, punches her him. punches him not her the guy who uh is who who doesn't like him is tony shaloub Yes, and did you know that there's a crossover Frasier Wings episode? Have we talked about this that I accidentally found? No. There is an episode of Wings called Planes, Trains, and, Vis- and Visiting Cranes. Frasier Crane comes to the island to conduct a workshop, and it's while conducting his workshop that Helen sees him and says he's the, he's the man who ruined her life. I don't know anything else about it. I was looking for something on YouTube, and I was like, "That's that's Frasier flying it." And it's and I think it's actually it's either during Cheers or during the hiatus between the two, that's... which I don't know what it was. But it's him and 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 Lilith. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Huh? No, I had no idea. Um... So they're still married, but I just thought that was fascinating. So this is after this. This takes place after. Yeah. Oh, yes. Episode. Yeah, because I, I also there's no wings crossover onto Frasier ever so yeah I mean why would you it's not like Frasier needed that wings bump <laughs> sometimes you throw a struggling show a bone I don't know um I mean do we have I felt like we had so much to say about the other so, one I don't remember uh, so I do have a few things one. about this one first of all yeah. um when Ni- I think it's Niles who says what is a focus group and I was like I wrote down in all caps <laughs> what is a focus group I mean Niall should know what a focus group is. Right. I hate the whole, like, like, let's explain this to the audience. The audience knows what a focus group is. Yeah. Question. Well, I mean, maybe not, but, like, 
Niles was the wrong character to ask yes. that question. Have you ever participated in a focus group? Now, I know I've done stuff for testing games, specifically when I was back in the guild hall. Oh. We asked some of that stuff. And we do we, ha- we, we bring people into our office sometimes to play our game and do focus group. I'm not super participated in it. We also do uh, play testing where we conduct groups of people in the thing. Like this Friday, we had a bunch of people come in and play the game and you could we could all watch it on our, watch them playing it on our computers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've, there's a lot of that in this industry. Nothing that says like, tell me that like it's it's we watch them play, so we're able to get feedback from that, and then we ask a few questions afterwards. But it's not watch this and tell us what you think. I was not allowed to uh, to my my dad was in advertising, and if you ever went to the mall and there was that guy that was yes. like, we're gonna come show you something and ask you. They always ask, "Do you are you related to someone in advertising?" Yeah. And I was I was like, "Oh, I can't lie to this random person in the mall." And uh, so I'm often because I work in PR and marketing. I'm often same thing. They're like, "Do you or anybody you know work?" Um, I'm often excluded from those. And some people are like, "Just lie." I've been on both sides of it. I participated in focus groups, and I've also observed focus groups for like stuff I've worked on. And like, mm-hmm. you can't have your sample skewed. If you find out that somebody yeah. lied, like, so much money is spent on those focus groups that I'm like, you can't, like, don't be that person that makes us, like... Yeah, plus it's hurting your product, especially, yeah. like, in our case with the game where it's, like, we're getting nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, although one of my favorite days of my current job was when I, all day, just observed a focus group. It was, like, fascinating. Mm. And then the... And then the... the research company like compiles all of the feedback and like here are the key takeaways and I was just like this is so interesting <laughs> I was I was looking up what ethnicity Tony Shalhoub is oh what what is he he's I think he's Lebanese American okay um because I he always plays these borderline <laughs> offensive voiced yeah, There's a lot of like racial generalization with him. Um, yes. Question, what's been your favorite Tony Shalhoub role? Because he's now like, you know, household name. I like him in Men in Black when he gets his head blown up. Oh yeah, that, that was probably around this time. Uh, it's a couple of years after. It's 90, I think they're 98 or 97. I think they're 97. So he's also he's also on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if you watched that. I, think mm, I haven't. I've heard good he things. He may have won a Tony for it or an Emmy for it, but he won a Tony last year for the band's visit, um, which is a musical that also won best musical last year. And uh, a year ago, a friend of mine and I went to New York for the weekend just to see musicals. We're both musical loving ladies. And <laughs> on the train up, we were like, oh, you know, we don't have anything for matinee on Saturday. Let's see if there's any cheap tickets around. Uh, and the band's visit matinee tickets were like $50 each. So we were like, great. So we like bought tickets. We like drop our stuff at our hotel. We go to the band's visit and there's a little, little insert in our playbill. That's like, Oh, the role of so-and-so will be played by Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you had this happen before? I feel like you have a couple stories. No, like no. This. Previously when David Hyde Pierce was in Hello Dolly, I just didn't know he was in Hello Dolly right, okay, in general. Right, right. Um, yeah, Tony Shalhoub, apparently he had just been nominated for a Tony for that role. Tony won a Tony. And he uh, was coming back to do some more performances. So I changed my answer. I forgot about Galaxy Quest. I oh, love him in Galaxy. Oh. I love everything about Galaxy Quest. I've seen that movie once, and I don't remember him in it. Um, uh, he, he's, he, it it's a very 
stacked, well-performed ensemble. Yes, that, that's so probably why can... I don't remember because so many other people are in it. Um, yeah. I think my mom, and mom, you can tell me if this is true, I think my mom really liked Monk for a while. Anyway. I don't have anything to say about this episode. Yes, <laughs> I really so don't. So this episode is, it's fairly flat, and if anything, I don't know if I was just bored, and I don't know if I fell asleep during part of it, but when it ended, I was like, it's over? <laughs> I don't remember anything that happened other than he goes to Tony Shalhoub's yeah, so Frasier, so the whole thing is that the, they're told that their responses are confidential, but Frasier becomes obsessed with Tony Shalhoub's character and finding out why he doesn't like him. So Frasier basically stalks him to his newsstand that he owns, confronts him, and then ends up injuring Tony Shalhoub and eventually setting his newsstand on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it got real, like... The slapstick on Frasier is usually good when it does feel like that kind of slamming door comedy from a theater. This felt just like dumb and dumber like it was like oh no i heard him oh no the thing's on fire i'm like this isn't funny there are two things i want to talk about though okay. first of all roz and her throaty laugh that got a lot of attention at the i figured you were a big fan of that i mean it felt fake it didn't feel like real i need i need real real real, real roz none of this her hitting another guy roz oh okay so I'm, I'm saying that's how nothing this episode was is that something happened with roz and i'm like what's laurel talking about hold on <laughs> I gotta remember. In the previous episode, you would have been Frasier in that scenario, and Roz is like, I found this great guy. You're like, mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I don't know. It was more of, I was just like, I, I just, this episode did not be for me. What's your second? Uh, also, the, we, the whole Niles-Daphne storyline, where Niles and Daphne actually get into an argument, and Niles gets such a charge off of it that he tries to have arguments with her for the rest of the show. It's so weird. <laughs> like it's just it's like I like being yelled at like I'm like I don't need to know what make what weird kink makes Niles that's true me. I, did, like, I didn't think I about the fact that it's like almost like BDSM I didn't think about that so have you seen the trailer for this Netflix show Bonding oh yeah I have so it was like between these two episodes when I finished like if you like Frasier you'll love Bonding <laughs> and I'm like oh what's this about I'm like I don't see how these are connected <laughs> at all. <laughs> that, that is honestly one of my favorite things about Netflix was, is the, the because you liked this, you'll like this. And I'm like, Netflix. They're liars. They're like, because you like this show, you'll love our self-produced show. Yes. That, where money comes directly to us. I So I am a huge fan of some of the Netflix rom-coms that have come out in the past year. And that has really mm -hmm. screwed with my Netflix algorithm because Netflix <laughs> is now like, clearly she's a lovesick teen. So <laughs> we're going to push things like Lizzie McGuire to her. And I'm like, no, thank you. That's a Hillary Duff show, yes, isn't it? Yes. Oh boy. I'm a little sad. I knew that. Uh, but so yeah, I just, what would you, what would you rate this steaming pile of crap? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, I think I would give this five dress windbreakers. Five? I'd give it... I I was going to say three. Oh, I might okay. give four. I just was like, I don't remember uh, anything from I, it. I just... I, I, I'll give it four for Tony Shalhoub. I could, that, that's the thing. is like, Tony Shalhoub is good. I could be persuaded to four because, as I said, when the show ended, I said, how was that a full episode? <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, but did you notice that um, in the end when they go to just stalk the guy at the newsstand and all Fraser and Niles and Martin are in the car together that they were on their way to the timber mill? Yes. This one had a couple throwbacks. I think they said something else that I was like that 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 
pop for me, but like, yeah, they're going to the timber mill. Yeah. Also, um, which, which every time they talk about the timber mill and I realize it's not a real place, I get a little upset. I know, especially since the trail dust is R.I.P. <laughs> it's the first episode. Right, wasn't that R.I.P. trail R.I.P. dust? R.I.P. trail dust. <laughs> well, well, back in right, well, simpler well, times. Well, guys, if you have something else you want to say, Laurel uh, says <laughs> Send us in. <laughs> I, just, I also feel like this episode was not that bad to warrant this like amount no, of energy. I'm, I'm I'm being I'm being extra mad at it for like literally I didn't think anything about this episode. I was so I was so excited to talk about the first one. Um, but if you have a different opinion than us on this episode, shoot us an email. We're uh, craniacs at gmail.com. That's c r a n e i a c s at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs uh, Fraser podcast on Facebook. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and Apple iTunes. So give us a five-star review. And if you don't want to give us a five-star review, uh, here's here's what you can do instead. Check out Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, mm. It's The series is now over, so all four seasons are on Netflix. It is one of the smartest shows on TV. I, I will say that the shtick takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, it took me, honestly, when I first started watching it a few years ago, maybe halfway through episode season one before I was like, okay, this show, it's just, it's really smart. It's very self-aware. Um, it tackles things like mental health and mm -hmm. crazy ex-girlfriend. Give it a try. If you're a fan of musicals, if you roll your eyes at musicals, you would also find it funny because they roll their eyes at musicals. Um, it's just, it's a very smart show. And most of the seasons, except for this last one, only have 13 episodes. So it's really not a huge commitment. Um, so give it a, are they 30 minute episodes? Or uh, they are an hour. Episodes? So on okay. Netflix, it's like 42 minutes. Okay. Well, cool, guys. Well, uh, check out Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and keep checking out Frasier. Uh, and until then, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. And if you've come this far, here's an in-game spoiler. Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> Look what I have to put up with people. <laughs> All right, bye.